0: Do you know that I pray every night that he would escape?
1: Bell,
2: did you do that for?
0: So I can kill him. Jamie's an orphan!
2: Jamie's an orphan! Jamie! My brother killed my sister when she was 17. How'd he do that? With a really big, sharp kitchen knife. Hey, Lonnie, get your ass away from there third commercial, it's still on, please. take Don't off the third roll channel, roll. the third channel, it's still Watch. running. Stop it, please, for God's sake, please stop it. There's no more time. You've got to, please, stop it, stop it now. Turn it off, turn it off. Stop, stop. stop.
1: stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. <laughs> An
0: only Trick or treat, motherfucker.
3: It's that time again. It's the most wonderful time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, it's it's finally October, people. So you know, Woo-hoo! you know what that means.
4: No, oh, for goddamn sure, what it means.
3: It means horror movies all month long. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does.
4: It also means that starting off with another one of the best days of the year, my b day, and oof, I am feeling it. I am feeling another year older.
3: Yeah, we get it, Jake. You're old. Mm, you're fucking
0: snapper Getting your iPhone.
4: <laughs> what is our first plans of the season?
3: Well. It's uh it's kind of a returning you know show. We haven't uh we haven't done these in a while, so we're going back to the old timey movies. We're talking like early film, early cinema, all the way back to the 1930s for one. Well, of them.
4: one of them, yeah, one of them's in the 50s, so, but still pretty old.
3: I will be doing Bride of Frankenstein,
4: and I am talking about. Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah,
3: I've uh, I've never seen Black Lagoon. I know my dad has always tried to show it to me, but then like, it would never be fucking on anything, so there there's no way to watch it.
4: Yeah, I think my mom's always got been trying to get me to watch that one as well.
3: Uh, yeah, it's it uh, it should be a fun show. You know, going going old school.
4: Yes, indeed. Well. So we don't forget it like I did last time. Let's start with the girls' tournament.
1: Yeah, I'm a
3: lot you more are,
4: awake this episode.
3: Uh, yeah, you. Uh, I can't believe you forgot last week, man. I I almost voted your girl off because of it. <laughs> 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 uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's. I gotta be fair. So, you know, we have a dilemma. We have two ties. I think this is the first time this has happened. Yeah, it is. We, uh, we're not getting as many voters on the girls, so it's, it's <laughs> getting a little more tricky. Our first tie, Charlie's Throne versus Jessica Elba. Okay. Both are tied at 2-2. We have decided to come up with a tiebreaker. It's very simple. We're going to roll a dice. One girl's going to get one, two, and three. The other, four, five, and six. Whichever number it comes out will be the winner. I think that's the most fair way to do it. I believe so. Either that or flip a coin, but, you know, I don't have any coins laying around, so. (laughs) Yeah,
4: I do right next to me, but uh, I'd have to get up to get them, so. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Laziness pays off again. (laughs) So, uh, I'm gonna have Jake do it So that, uh, he doesn't think I'm cheating
4: Okay, uh, So
3: you guys don't think I'm cheating either Should we switch it up And give Jessica one through three And Charlie's Since she's on top, you know, switch up the numbers Okay Mix everything up Alright Okay, roll a dice Okay, three Alright, well, looks like Jessica Elba Is our winner and she's going to move on with a 3-2 to two victory. Nice, nice. All right, so what's our next little tie? Well, actually, we have uh, a winner in the next matchup. Uh, we had Winona against Elizabeth Banks, and Elizabeth Banks won 3-1. to one. Nice. So then we get to our next tie, Caroline Williams against Zoe Zaldana. Wow, I did not expect that one
4: to be a tie, honestly. I just remember I gave a vote to Caroline just because I thought I was going to be the only one.
3: Well, somebody on Twitter voted for her, I believe. What numbers are you feeling for Caroline? I'm going to say one to two. One, two, and three? Yes. All right, so that means Zoe gets four, five, and six. Whatever Siri says is the winner. Roll a dice. Six. Wow.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Looks like Zoe is moving on with a 3-2 to two victory over Caroline Williams.
4: Yeah, what I kind of expected.
3: So, that wraps up our tiebreakers. And then we have one more matchup. Christina Ritchie against Heather Graham. Christina with, uh, Ritchie won 3-1. to one.
4: Nice, nice. All right, so what we got this week?
3: So, uh we're going to have very tough matchups for you I think this week. Oh. We have uh starting off Zazzy Beats against Amy Joe Johnson.
4: Oh man. Well, yeah, Zazzy was looking pretty good in Deadpool, but hey, I got to go with my childhood here. Amy Joe.
3: That's uh that's going to be double for me. Growing up if you didn't have a crush on the Pink Ranger, <laughs> you <Cool>. weren't living.
4: <laughs> <laughs> right?
3: Well, next up, we have Mila Kunis against Rosario Dawson.
4: Hmm. Yeah, I think, again, going with uh, maybe not exactly childhood, but adolescent years. And, man, did I crush on Mila in that 70s show. Oh, yeah. Once again, nostalgia wins out for me.
3: You know, <sighs> I want to agree with you I really do But at the same time It's this This for me is probably not one of the toughest ones This week But I'm just I'm gonna I'm, We're gonna tie it up Fair enough
4: Yeah Now up, I'm just uh, thinking of uh, Rosario McClurk's do Dancing with no bra on do <laughs> the to Change your answer Jake I know
3: It's already written down <laughs> <laughs> Next up We have Alison Bree. Against Linda Hamilton from 91.
4: Uh, I think, in this case, Nostalgia's not going to win out. I mean, yeah, Linda looked good back in 91. But, you know, Allison Bree, man, something about her eyes for me, man. So, I think in this one, I'm going to go with Alison.
3: I agree. Okie dokie. And our final matchup of round two. Shannon Elizabeth against Jennifer Love Hewitt. Okay, yeah,
4: and this one's a little tougher for me. This is uh both these girls are pretty nostalgic for me. Hey I, I man, I might have killed so many dinosaurs that Shannon seen an American pie. But mmm Jennifer, well she was the biggest, biggest crush for me. Back in those early days for me. So I'm gonna go with Jennifer.
3: What a shame! We tie it up again. <laughs> if you don't go, Shannon Elizabeth, there's something wrong with you. I've always just known my though. opinion. <laughs> I've always known
4: there's something wrong with me. Well,
1: <laughs>
3: of course, there's something wrong with me. I wouldn't be me without it. <laughs> so that's it. It's uh, round two, people. We uh, we're gonna be moving on to round three next time. And uh, starting out Our round three matchups We would have Shawnee Smith Against Daniel Harris Okay. Uh, Marissa Tomei Against Jamie Lee Curtis Alright and then the the Second matchups Would be Scarlett Johansson Against Alexandra Daddario Oh boy Jillian Anderson Against Catherine Isabel Mm -hmm. We already know, Jake. (laughs) You don't have to remind us.
4: That's it for this week. Okie dokie. We got
3: a conspiracy to
4: discuss right here. Oh my god, dude, I'm freaking out. I am so stressed out. I feel like I'm having a panic attack.
1: You want to talk about stress? You want to talk about stress? Okay? I've stumbled onto a major company conspiracy pack. How about
5: that for stress? What the hell are you talking about?
4: It's a very interesting one that just kind of popped into my head just this week and I'm like
5: oh yeah I don't
4: think we've discussed this one before you've heard of the Bermuda Triangle right?
3: I pretty sure I have
4: yeah so if there's anybody out there who doesn't know about the Bermuda Triangle well this area we got Bermuda we got Florida and then Puerto Rico so forms a little bit of a triangle and in this triangle apparently a lot of people and aircrafts and ships have disappeared. You don't say? Oh, so, yeah. Obviously, you know, people going down there and disappearing kind of a scary idea. But what's even creepier about it is, you know, just nobody has been found. So it's like, what the fuck's going on here? Well, of course, there are many theories. Of course, there's a lot of people, like, trying to be a lot more realistic. And, you know, it's like, Okay, there's, like, magnet, and there's, like, electronic fog. But, of course, let's discuss something a little bit more supernatural. Yeah, some people wonder if there's something supernatural going on here. I mean, of course, you know, people just disappear without a trace, so obviously something's not normal right there, I would say.
3: This is one of, like, probably the most talked about things... Ever people who fly there, where do they go? What happens? You know, all this, all this and that. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, to me, I think it's just weather that can be accredited, you know, yeah. to these disappearances. Because you look where they are. That's pretty much like dead central, where a lot of like hurricanes and tropical storms. You know, form. Yes. So, you know, I think more or less it's just mistakes on their part for going out and getting caught in that kind of weather. And then what happens? They get lost. The ships sink. Planes freaking get hit by lightning or something. They crash. Like, you know, that that's my theory.
4: Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah. Some of these things that are, these theories are, uh, the Bermuda is, uh, located right where the lost continent of Atlantis is. Okay. Of course, UFOs are talked about, too, like, oh, what's this one I found? uh, well, maybe not UFO related, but this one suggests that, uh, there's a space time warp in this. And, well, the planes and ships just get very unlucky to just go through this during the time warps.
3: Yeah, I guess you could, you know, see that too. I mean, I, I've heard many stories before about like, you know, uh, planes, you know, appearing and after they disappeared for like 50 years and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's it's just an interesting theory.
4: And you want to know, uh. What uh, brought this to mind for me this week? You well, know, for some reason, I'm just thinking of the stupidest things that used to scare me, and I just remember we were learning about this in school, and you know, somehow that night I was like. So afraid to go to sleep. And now I look back at that, I'm thinking, I was pretty much afraid that something from the Bermuda area, whatever dark forces are in that triangle, are going to travel out of that triangle all the way to Iowa, to a very small (laughs) town in Iowa, just to get me.
1: They're going to get
4: me. (laughs) Now that I'm older, I realize... How stupid that pretty much was. (laughs) Oh, hey, this little boy in Iowa heard about it. He's afraid of us. Let's travel all the way to get him. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, really all I have to say about that. I mean, we discuss, like, the Supernatural series and, of course, discuss what possibly is the real deal. I mean, of course, when you think about it, I mean, have you heard about any recent Bermuda Triangle disappearances?
3: I don't think so. I think it, it, you know... Most of that stuff happened, you know, long time ago. You know, yeah. back when technology wasn't that great, people weren't able to, you know, predict storms and, you know, stuff like that, like way ahead of time. And, you know,
4: yeah. So I, I'm guessing your theory is pretty much uh, on point. But it's pretty interesting it, to think about either way.
3: It's, it's fun to think that, hey, look, aliens are snatching people up. <laughs> oh, you must see the kitty cat
4: Wish you would make more movies about I me. Mean, as far as I know I think only Two movies have been made about it That's part of my knowledge I'm sure there's many more But like one was a TV movie Made in the 70s I remember we watched on NFW once Then one that was made like I think 10 years ago It Melissa George Kind of a mind bending thriller suggests like there's an endless loop in there let say I think there was one other one I'm thinking of. I don't know, but alright. Isn't uh That's enough of that. Let's do a bit of a quick football talk here. So my Bears are three and O. John's Bills, they're three and O as well. Scott, there's always next year for your team.
3: Mm, we always say though. <laughs> Nothing ever changes.
4: Yeah, not a very good year so far for uh, both New York teams.
3: I I just wish the owners of my team would just freaking sell it. Freaking, at this point, they're just terrible owners. They really are.
4: Yeah, nothing going too good for them. And uh, as Jets, I still think they're very much going to get the number one pick in a draft. I mean, look at that Thursday night game. I mean, they were down to a practice squad quarterback starting for the Broncos, and they still get beat by
3: them. (laughs) Uh, I really didn't watch the game.
4: I (laughs) didn't really either, but I catched a little bit of it just because, like, I have Melvin Gordon in fantasy, and I'm starting to do a little bit of a draft strategy, pick up any defense that's playing the Jets. It worked for me last week. Uh, I picked up the Indianapolis Colts when they were playing the Jets, and, whoo boy, (laughs) That was a fucking massacre. Carson man, I don't know who to feel more sorry for, Jet fans or Falcon fans. I mean, holy shit. So uh, if you remember last time we recorded, we were recording while games were being played, and we were just talking about how the Atlanta Falcons are up way ahead on the Dallas Cowboys, and uh, somehow they really let that go, really slip past them. And of course they did it again last week against my Bears. Well, of course speaking of my Bears, I, we're three and zero, but I'm not really sure we deserve to be three and zero, honestly. No. I mean, I'll, I'll take they it. They
3: almost lost to the Giants. Um, they barely came back last week.
4: Yeah, they did the same thing week one against the Lions too. And but you know what? I'll take it. Hey, we're three and zero. Although yeah, I but guess they uh, got
3: freaking Nick Foles starting instead of. Trubisky.
4: Yeah. I'm uh, thinking Trubisky is probably done at this point. Probably on a new team next year, for sure.
3: Yeah, I doubt they're going to pick up those contracts again.
4: Maybe we'll draft another quarterback to develop behind Foles. Who knows what we'll do. Man, we are like facing a tougher schedule now. I ain't face it the first three games we played. Well... Uh. All those teams are starting 0-3, so yeah, Yeah. pretty easy schedule. Now we're facing the Indianapolis Colts going up against uh, Tampa Bay on Thursday. I think the Saints are on the schedule really soon as well. We haven't even, and we've only played one NFC North game, although... Most of the Lions and Vikings are kind of sucking so far this year. Especially the Vikings. I mean, holy shit, I didn't expect them to be this bad. But holy shit.
3: Yeah, that's, uh, I guess you can start saying it's Minnesota for you.
4: Yeah, although I do guess they say, though, so, gotta up out the biggest thing in the NFL right now. Well, uh, might be in a little bit of trouble, maybe. Because if you haven't heard, well, a bunch of Titans players, uh, tested positive for COVID, and it just seems like each day they're discovering more players uh, testing positive. Uh, Somehow, miraculously enough, the Vikings players who they were playing up against last week didn't test positive. As far as I know, I mean, that game's still being played, and, well, you know, there's a two five-day incubation period for COVID symptoms, so uh, maybe that's good news for them. And just before we were start to record, well, we just learned that, oh, Camp Newton has COVID as well. And, uh, the Chiefs and Patriots game has now delayed.
3: Mm, who cares? I wasn't going to watch it anyways.
4: Well, I was going to watch it. Just because I like watching the Chiefs this year. If the season goes on, I really, really think the Chiefs are going to repeat.
1: <clears throat> I don't know.
4: Maybe
3: anyway safe, but considering that team is healthy, they're freaking able to score as much as they are.
4: I mean, I would say, to, like, uh, Ravens, too, but, man, she just kicked her ass on Monday night.
3: Yeah, I have no idea what the hell happened there.
4: Yeah, it would be fun to see what happens there. But again, let's just see how this season goes now that we got, like, you know, much uh, COVID cases coming up. And, I mean, as far as we know, only Cam has it on the Patriots, but you know uh, he's like star quarterback of that team, so that means he's probably wasn't six feet apart for a lot of uh, players. As other talk about it being delayed till like maybe Monday or Tuesday, but as we discussed, they were saying the same thing with the Titans Steelers game, and so uh, yeah, I imagine we'll probably get the delay later to the season. And, uh, it just sucked for me because and the majority of my fantasy leagues i've got chiefs players so yeah yeah well,
3: i know i've got uh, i've got kelsey and quite a few my leagues think so i've got it. definitely going to hurt
4: i've got tyreek in three of them
3: i didn't get him in any leagues this year
4: oh god damn it <laughs> i just remembered in one of my leagues you know i had juju smith Sh- mister i say his name i don't know Schuster Chester, yeah, and I'm like, well, his game was delayed, so I'll have to. And I'm like, okay, I'll put in uh, this Hardman guy from the Chiefs, and now that game's delayed. God damn it.
3: Yeah. All right. It is what it is. So. Yes, I purposely said that again.
1: From the entire Channel 4 News team, I'm
5: Veronica Corningstone. And I'm Ron Burgundy.
1: Go fuck yourself, San Diego.
4: Again, it's a lot more stuff getting delayed, especially the latest uh, James Bond movie. Not going to be seen until 2021, which I guess was expected. And uh, I guess apparently they're saying the new Fast and Furious movie was delayed until summer 2021. And all I can say is, uh, didn't we know that already? Wasn't that uh, pretty much what they announced when this whole thing was beginning?
3: Well, well I, I think it was supposed to be early 20. 20- Twenty one. what he would but now i think it's it's like may 28th or something
4: yeah and uh here's something interesting jamie fox says he's returning as electro in spider-man 3 no thanks it's it's a very interesting. I mean I guess apparently Kevin Feige was a big fan of his portrayal of him in Amazing Spider-Man 2. So I guess he wants to get him back. So I just uh I guess I would have to assume it's the same character but different interpretation.
3: Um yeah, I I think they already said like this character is not going to be blue.
4: Yeah, I mean, his look was a very interesting take. I mean, you know, compared to the old comics, just some guy with a, little you know, star lightning bolt mask and all.
3: Yeah, um, I, I think the MCU will make it better.
4: Yeah, can't wait to see what they do with that. Uh, I see uh tenant still leading the box office. I mean, it's <laughs> really got no competition, honestly, so. Oh.
3: Yeah, I still don't even have a uh, movie theater open near me, so...
4: Oh, okay. This is something I I just stumbled upon, and it's about something we've been hearing about for a while, but it's like, uh, where the hell is it about Kung Fury 2? And uh, apparently they're in the middle of a lawsuit. So, yeah, I was wondering what the hell was happening to that. And so I guess the producers are suing the uh, company behind the movie, which has uh, been holding up the post-production of the sequel. Yeah, I just, I kept wondering what the hell was happening with that.
3: So they're suing the company for taking too long to put the movie together? Uh,
4: looks like it's more about funding obligations. Okay, here it is. Uh, filming has already been complete, but sequel needs extensive visual effects works done. It is uh, alleged that Cree Son, the company, has offered excuses as to why they haven't paid the additional 10 million. In response, a lawyer representing Creasum and Minglu Ma said the lawsuit is legally deficient and that they intend to have it dismissed or, if need be, file a countersuit. God, that sucks. <laughs> I wonder what the hell, and yeah, just some stupid bullshit.
3: Well, that doesn't sound too good.
4: Yeah, so it might be a long time until we see this movie. If ever. Yeah. And let's see, Kung Fury came out in 2015, so hey, maybe we'll see it for the 10th anniversary. You <laughs> oh, know, that's just fucking bummer news.
3: What the hell,
1: man?
4: Well, okay, so couldn't find too much. I decided to pull up another list right here. I mean, honestly, a list I found on Wikipedia. Back to that. What got me interested in this list was, uh, of course, one of the movies we're talking about, Creature of the Black... From the Black Lagoon. I remembered, like, I was hearing somewhere that apparently John Carpenter was supposed to direct a remake of that at some point, so I was trying to look for, you know, anything about that. And not only did I find something about it, but I found a list of movies that he was also supposed to be involved with and never got off the ground or went to a different director, and it's very interesting. So first of all, he was supposed to direct Firestarter
1: Oh,
4: okay Yeah, but uh, Universal dropped him after the thing bombed
3: Yeah, what a mistake that was
4: (laughs) Uh, The Philadelphia Experiment I haven't even seen the actual Philadelphia experience, so I can't tell you Uh, Supposed to direct Santa Claus the movie The
3: Tim Allen
4: one? Oh, no, no. This is another one from the uh, 80s. The one you're thinking of is The Santa Claus. And Claus with an E, of course. He was supposed to direct Top Gun. Seriously? Yeah. I mean, they offered him a chance, but he turned it down because he didn't think he was the right guy for the movie. I I guess I kind of agree. I I just can't see him doing that type of movie, honestly. Okay, what else? Uh, The Golden Child. The one with uh, Eddie Murphy, he was supposed to do. Uh, you remember that movie we did long time ago, Armed and Dangerous, with John Candy and Eugene oh, yeah. Levy? Yeah, I guess apparently Candy said that Carpenter was supposed to direct that movie. And again, I just can't not see that.
1: Uh,
3: it's, it's very weird. Right? Like, he's uh, not. It's a comedy movie.
4: I mean, you know, I mean, he did uh, Big Trouble in Little China, which was kind of a bit of a comedy.
3: Yeah, but it was real Carpenter-esque, so.
4: Yeah, I just gotta wonder, like, how Carpenter he would have made it if, uh, uh, this next one, yeah, I I knew about this one. You know, he was supposed to direct Halloween 4, but, uh, the thing is, uh, you know, Mustafa Akkad rejected his script because it was too cerebral, and, uh. I think I remember, like, wanted to do something about how the town of Haddonfield was affected by Michael's killings. But of course, Mustafa calls like, no, 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 we need actual Michael Myers coming back.
3: Yeah, it's definitely a, a bummer.
4: Right. Uh, it's supposed to direct Fatal Attraction, that movie with Michael Douglas and Glenn Close, where they have an affair and then she gets all crazy on him. Maybe I've
3: seen that movie.
4: I almost think, I want to say I could see him doing something like that. You know, with a little bit of a thriller. Well, this one, man, kind of uh, disappointed this one never got off the ground. A movie called Shadow Company, which he was supposed to direct and was written by Shane Black and Fred Decker and to be produced by Walter Hill. And it's like, holy shit, what a dream team that is. And of course... (laughs) Supposed to have Kurt Russell in the main role. A movie about a group of US Special Forces soldiers who died during Vietnam. Years later their bodies are brought back, rise from their graves, raid the armory from a nearby base, and attack a town in which they were buried, killing everyone during Christmas night. But a lot of problems in pre-production, but I guess there's a script going around and people couldn't read. and that just sounds badass right there. And this one. I totally would have liked to have seen what would happen here. It was supposed to direct The Exorcist 3. Mm-hmm. But I guess apparently he had a little disagreement with William Peter Blady about the climax of the movie. I like the way that movie ended up anyway, but can't uh, see it directed by Carpenter? Man.
3: Uh, definitely would have been interesting.
4: Yeah. And yeah, here it is, uh saying about the creature from the Black Lagoon he was supposed to do, but, yeah, it never got off the ground, and, you know, honestly, I guess to eh, no say, I'm surprised out of all the Universal monster movies that uh, you know, the creature is one that doesn't really get brought up too much, especially when they're doing remakes and such. Yeah. But, uh, I guess, apparently, they were playing it with the Dark Universe, I mean, I saw the Mummy movie, they did, and when you get to the part of the movie where they're in the, well, what's supposed to be that movie's version of S.H.I.E.L.D., we do see the fossilized claw. But, of course, we know what happened with that.
3: Yeah. Making Tom Cruise your leading man may have not been the best idea.
4: And then he was supposed to do Tombstones, that Western movie with uh, Val Kilmer. And, uh, well, this one ties with uh, our... Subject of last week, Escape from Mars. So yeah, it was supposed to be the third Snake Pliskin movie, and uh, well, that never got off the ground. And uh, Carpenter changed it around and turned it into Ghost of Mars.
3: I've heard of that. I've never actually seen it.
4: And uh, apparently he, they wanted him to do a Godzilla movie as well.
3: That would be interesting.
4: Yeah. And last, of course, uh, they wanted to get him back with H two O Halloween. 20 years later, but uh, I guess he had a problem with his starting fee as a director. So yeah, Akkad screwed him out of the Halloween movie again. God damn it, Akkad.
3: It's a shame.
4: Yeah, so much interesting projects, but of course, the thing I wonder about is... You know, if he ever got to do any of these, it probably would have led to, like, him not making some other ones. Like, basically, if he he made that one movie, The Shadow Company, maybe he wouldn't have made Prince of Darkness. If he went on to do Creature of the Black Lagoon, would he have done uh, In the Mouth of Madness?
1: All
3: very interesting theories.
4: Right. Uh, Again, some. Part of me just wants to discover if there's an alternate universe where these movies are made.
3: Take them from that weird universe and say, (laughs) yeah, yeah, look what I got.
4: (laughs) Hey, where'd you get this movie, Jake?
3: Oh, I had to go to, like, you know, another universe to get it, but (laughs) no big deal.
4: Good Lord, what are you watching?
3: Well, I uh, finally finished Star Wars Rebels. That Mm -hmm. uh, that was a pretty crazy ending, my last... Last half of the last season was... uh, It was intense. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, American Dad, Family Guy. uh, I watched like five seasons of American Dad. (laughs) Um, Let's see, what else? A lot of YouTube videos. You know, just sitting around all day, doing nothing. Throw a YouTube video on, you're good to go.
4: Yeah, yeah, there's the... Noon sirens <laughs> It's cooling down So of course I got my uh, Balcony door open
3: <laughs> I don't hear him. Oh okay Other than that I really haven't been watching Too much I uh, started writing again Nice Yeah uh, <laughs> I'm going back And I'm uh, Gonna start Reworking that slasher movie That I started uh, I'll tell you a little bit more About it on break Okay <laughs> But uh, for me That's, that's about it
4: Okay, so yeah, we wish my list was gonna be longer, but you know, I was really hoping to be working back from home soon, but anyway, here's what I have been watching well n f w recently we watched Carrie, and well, while we were doing that episode, um uh, well we started talking about Carrie too, which was uh made in the late nineties, you know one of those post scream movies and I kind of got curious about it because I had seen it, but I hadn't seen it since, you know, it originally came out. So I'm like, yeah, you know what, let's uh, let's find it. And sure enough, it's free on Amazon Prime. So I watched it and, you know, it's, it's honestly not too bad of a sequel. I mean, for a sequel, that really didn't need to be made actually was kind of decent i mean you know almost have a same setup you know outcast girl and then you know she gets one of the popular guys of the school liking her and of course you know bullies end up really crossing a line with her hand well yeah we figure out what happens there and there's some really good kills towards the end when shit starts going crazy and something I was surprised about shows how long it's really been since I watched a movie uh ah shit I forget his name the guy who played Finch from American Pie is in the movie yeah he uh really doesn't do much I mean he's basically comedic relief and he only shows up for like four scenes and does just Bouts off some comedic lines, like at the end of the movie, or the house, the party is that It's on fire because she's going all crazy, and he's just sitting there outside drinking beers saying, Damn, miss one killer party, dude. <laughs> ah, yeah, it's a decent uh, sequel. Uh, and of course, you know, it's Halloween season, so AMC is showing lots of Halloween movies. Yeah, me and the girlfriend watched the original Halloween the other day, and <laughs> I almost got her to change the channels just because, you know, this is like the one billionth time I'll watch a movie, so obviously I know the majority of the lines and start to say every one of Dr. Loomis's lines from the beginning and she's like, You keep doing it, I'm changing the fucking channel
3: Yeah, I uh, I've had Fear Fest Time every day, but they're gonna be showing nothing but like the Walking Dead for the next two days, so I'm not gonna no, watch boy. that I'm not watching that bullshit. Yeah. I mean,
4: otherwise, you yeah, know, but, well, and there's also Freeform, too. We So, last few days, we watched a uh, little bit of pieces of uh, Bride of Shucky, Casper, and Beetlejuice.
3: Bride of Shucky was on Freeform?
4: No, that was on AMC, actually.
3: Yeah, that's what I was, was going to say
4: watching a few uh 2020 horror movies like i was uh doing a good job and then you know being pulled back to the office i got behind uh this one called the stalker uh, this one uh starts off with uh, a boss at a company you know firing some guy well they're just really supposed to be letting him go just due to budget cuts but they're like now nah, let's make it seem like we're firing this guy for a good reason so they're like, hey man, you're creeping out most of our employees. We're letting you go. And of course, uh, and then his wife starts uh, getting uh, some guy stalking her. And uh, well, yeah, you know, surprise, surprise, it turns out to be the guy who he fired. Yeah, really dumb movie. And this one I watched called Halloween Party. This one was actually pretty cool. So it's about like uh some deformed kids. Um, you know, they had this thing. Well, like they were called balloon babies because they had. Some weird skin condition would make it look like their skin's ballooning up. And, of course, mean people call them the Halloween parties just because of how informed they were. Well, they end up doing the suicide pact, and now, like, a, they create this virus that you know will pop up on your computer screen. And it says, what is your biggest fear? And you have to type down what your biggest fear is really yeah, quick. Yeah,
3: yeah, I, I fucking... I heard about this one. It's like the... It sounded really weird.
4: It's, it's actually kind of cool. Like I, I like the concept, just kind of wish they did a little bit more with it and all. Yeah, well, it was still kind of a cool watch. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Probably my shortest one I've been watching in a while.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, Mine will probably get longer. Or, maybe not, you know, just saying fear first <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah, pretty much
3: yeah, uh, Monday should be pretty good It's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be like a Possession Movies day Nice So, it should, uh, should be fun Alright I think they got Exorcist, and The Shining, and, uh,
4: I forget what else Yeah, okay, Uh well, let's begin to talk about some Universal Monsters, shall we?
3: Yep, yeah, I, uh, I'm up first, and, uh, a song, trailer, and, uh, we That didn't
1: break
3: <laughs> Not my fault <laughs> uh, Yeah give, give us the rundown That drink
4: Bride of Frankenstein 7.8 On the IMDB uh, Came out May 6th 1935 Just kind of crazy You know You think of this As a Halloween time watch And came out During the summer It's also A
3: very high rating Director
4: Well James Whale Comes back I think that's how You pronounce his name Whale the director of the first movie and the Invisible Man. Now well, he does the director come back? So does Boris Karloff as the monster, and Colin Clive as Henry Frankenstein.
3: I felt a little lost watching this. <laughs> like I, if we hadn't, we haven't done the original one forever, so it's just right. like, who are these characters again? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, we begin. We uh, we start out. Kind of weird. We meet Mary Shelley, played by an actor. She's the author of Frankenstein. She ends up revealing to uh, Percy Shelley and Lord Byron that Henry Frankenstein and his monster did not die.
4: Yeah, very, Both lived. Very over the top, <laughs> these guys are. <laughs> <I guess. laughs>
3: oh, yes, please tell us more about what happened, Mary. Both lived and went on to have even stranger misadventures than before. Well, we flash back to scenes from Frankenstein, which leads up to our new story. After the mill collapses, and it seems the monster has been destroyed, the Burgomeister urges everyone to return to their homes. But the father of the little girl who uh, the monster had killed in the first film wants to see the creature's dead body with his own eyes before he can have peace. His wife tries to stop him, but uh, when the man wanders through the still-burning debris, he falls through a hole that leads to a fluttered, uh, flooded cavern below the mill. The monster rises out of the water and kills the poor man, later doing the same for his wife.
4: And I just love the shots of the owl while he's... Killing the man that had thrown the wife down, and Al's just watching, like, eh, yeah, those people are dead. <laughs>
3: well, the Frankensteins' is, uh, hysterical servant Minnie also meets <laughs> with the monster, but manages to escape with her life.
1: Yeah. But no
3: one <laughs> believes her when uh, she screeches that the monster is still on the loose.
4: And man, speaking of over the top, <laughs> this lady's reaction when she sees the monster, <laughs> she's like, ah!
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, not, not the best.
4: <laughs> I'm I'm starting to think. You know, I mean, okay, we were talking a little bit on break about uh, young Frankenstein, and yeah, uh, this has got to be like the uh, Frau Blucher of the movie, right? This lady. Uh, I think so. Yeah.
3: Well, Henry, he wants nothing more than to uh, settle into a peaceful life with his new bride, but his old professor, the sinister Doctor Pretorius. Now disgraced Appears unexpectedly and convinces him To continue his work of creating New life
4: Okay and I may be stretching right here uh, His uh, little Introduction when they open the door He comes out uh, uh The shadows a bit and it looks like he's got Collar on were you kind of getting Vibes of uh, you know Dr. Marin you know, Appearing at The uh, McNeil house in The Exorcist
3: Um uh, I guess. Maybe a little.
4: Yeah, that's what I got, And again, probably stretching a little bit there.
3: Well, uh, Pretorius, he has been conducting his own experiments, but can do no better than to create people who are a few inches tall. Soon the uh, the What, village do you, what is, did
4: you think of this little effect right here? Uh,
3: it was pretty good for its time.
4: All right. <laughs> My only thing is, of course their little mouthy voices I mean it was just like a little too silly you know you're in G favor
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> well uh, soon the village learns that the monster is still alive they, uh, they capture him but the powerful creature escapes his prison and goes wandering through the forest as the villagers begin to hunt him well the monster he discovers an isolated cabin occupied by a old blind hermit who was playing the violin?
4: And yeah, back to a uh, young Frankenstein. <laughs> I mean, when, yeah. when we first watched the original Frankenstein you know, a few years ago, I kept wondering, okay, when are we going to get to the blind man part? Uh, yeah.
3: Well, uh, the creature and the lonely hermit soon become friends as the old man teaches the monsters of uh, the joys of music, cigars, bread, and wine. Uh, the monster understands human speech and soon learns to speak for himself. They've, uh, they've both finally found happiness, which is dash when two travelers stop by to ask directions. They recognize the monster and attack him, inadvertently burning down the, uh, the hermit's cabin in the battle. The, uh, the monster runs away, miserable once again. A chance meeting in a tomb brings uh, Dr. Pretorius and the monster together, and Pretorius uses the monster to kidnap Mrs. Frankenstein and blackmail Henry into returning to his castle and continuing his experiments. Uh, The monster wants his creator to build him a friend, and uh, Pretorius wants to see dead tissue become a living woman. Henry is forced to give uh, his creature a bride. Roll credits. Yep. <laughs> Henry and Pretorius, you know, they do all these uh, experiments and they succeed in, uh, you know, following the creation of man with the creation of woman. But uh, woman is not happy, you know, with the man. and you know, backs away from him, hissing him, horror and fear. The uh, the monster, he's not too happy with the, about this. So. He ends up freeing Henry and his wife, and then uh, ends up releasing a lever that blows the castle to atoms, thus destroying himself, his bride, and Dr. Pretorius.
4: Man, monster takes rejection really bad.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we we roll credits.
4: (laughs) And, uh, of course, these two scenes at the end, we remember a scene from Bride of Shucky think it was right when uh, Chucky's about to electrocute Tiffany before turning yeah. her soul.
3: So, Jake, even though this movie was only an hour long, what did you think? Well,
4: Yeah, he's got to find out with the love of these movies uh, back in these days. Yeah, I actually thought this movie was pretty cool. I mean, okay, we really don't get the uh, title character until, like, the very, very end of the movie. So it's really more about... You know, the monster just trying to run away, trying to find a good life for himself, but just can't seem to. And people just fear what they don't understand. And it's just an interesting concept. You know, it's just like, you know, if we just leave the monster alone, maybe he won't do. Well, of course, then again, he's just trying to be himself when he killed a little girl in the first movie. So, but yeah, he's just one thing you got to say about the Old school Universal monster movies—they do have some sort of nice little atmosphere to them, and just little gothic atmosphere, and just makes them perfect for Halloween time watches. And you know, you really do feel for this monster. I mean, again, maybe myself here, but yeah, he just wants—you know—just be normal. But you know, people ain't treat him normal, and guess at the end of the movie, he figures out. Hey, I'm not going to have a normal life, and this motherfucker's just trying to exploit me. So, like, well, you know what? I'm going to kill you and myself now. And, you know, I'm just going to let my creator just go on with his life. So, uh, overall, I think I'm going to give this movie a pretty good.
3: Yeah, um, it's, it's really interesting, you know, seeing a movie from... Way back then, you know, having like the prosthetics and everything that they did, you know, the ability to to create what they did with a time that had like no CGI, so they had to edit everything like on film, and you know, it's it's really, you know, all that stuff is like really interesting.
4: Yeah, especially the miniature people, and that was that's pretty cool to see in like 1935.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I have no idea how they they pulled it off, but they did. Right. But uh, you know, uh, like I said, uh, this in the first one there was a lot of young Frankenstein in it, and that's really <laughs> for me like what I kept going back to.
4: Yeah, I and, think <laughs> the problem with us is that we've seen young Frankenstein before the actual Frankenstein movies.
1: <laughs>
4: yeah. So, I mean, you know it's, I, mean, it's, I imagine if I saw a scary movie before I saw scream, I would never be able to separate I mean, <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean okay, it's kind of hard to separate them now, but you know like imagine watching a scary movie first before scream had
3: well i uh, I think I can uh, tell you that uh it's not easy. <laughs> i I
4: actually saw scary movie first, yep seeing case in point
3: <laughs> it's not not easy, like yeah. when you think about a lot of these scenes you go right I go right to scary movie instead of screen <laughs> yeah
4: uh, or just like me having seen space balls before I saw Star Wars,
3: <laughs> but um I think uh I think I'll go pretty good with
2: you. you
3: know it's to be able to do what they did in that time, you know that this. To a lot of people was serious Horror
4: right So So Of course even with The the goofy bits we were just pointing out Like uh, The uh, helper chick And her crazy reactions and The voices of the miniature people I mean man you just Try to imagine making Try to make this movie today And throwing in those Goofy a little bit, you know. People will be complaining like, "What the fuck? They taking this movie seriously?" But I guess they were able to get away with it back in the day.
3: Some stuff doesn't really hold up well, but uh, I, f- I feel like this movie did. Right. Well, I uh, I think that's about uh,
4: all I have to say. Alrighty then. I'll just take a break and. Next step is going to the black lagoon to talk about the creature.
0: My what a tragedy. The sound did on a me.
2: couldn't explain it, but there it was, alive in the deep, deep waters of the Amazon, a throwback to a creature that had existed a hundred million years ago, immensely strong and destructive. A woman's beauty, the bait that brought it out of its lair. See underwater thrills never photographed before. See titanic underwater battles never dreamed of before in this most terrifying of the science fiction adventures.
4: And we are back I'm talking about Creature from the Black Lagoon Came out March 5th, 1954 And 7.0 on IUDB So the trend continues of me getting the lower rated movie (laughs) (laughs) You picked it Uh, Director some guy named Jack Arnold Directed a bunch of stuff like uh, The Incredible Shrinking Man A bunch of TV and Of course, this one movie uh, called uh, Boss (laughs) N-Word. Let's just say N-Word is not the word they use (laughs) in the actual title. (laughs) And that's from the olden days. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say about that movie. Uh, Richard Carlson plays the main guy. Uh, Looks like he was in movies such as It Came From Outer Space and uh, the main chick, Julie Adams. And, you know... According to IMDb, she was actually born in Iowa.
1: Hmm.
4: Yeah, I I say, uh, her and Yeah, she ain't too bad looking.
1: Yeah, she's a uh,
3: she's a good looking lady.
4: Yeah. And uh, yeah, as I said, say, yeah, they're uncredited, but you know, there's two people playing the monster. Uh, one, Rico Browning, who plays them in the water, looked like he did a bunch of like a uh, well, he. It's mostly known for writing uh flipper, otherwise he did like a lot of behind the stuff for a few uh James Bond movies, and Ben Chapman plays the monster on land, and yeah I don't really recognize them from anything else now so, yeah, and as the thing with doing these older movies uh yeah, you don't know too much about the cast,
3: yeah, i mean it's it's one of the down. Dumb... But at the same time, you know, it's interesting to go back and experience, you know, the
2: history
4: Right So we open up this movie, get a little narration about the story of creation, you know Talking about how the Earth was created And then we follow this up with the Amazon A character named Carl, Maya He's with a bunch of natives on a digging And he discovers something, a claw a fossilized claw. And it's very interesting looking. Like it's human size. But you, know, you can tell there's like. Claws and webbings on it. So yeah. He's thinking no oh, this is a big find for me. So while he's running off. Well the camera pans. And we see. A hand. Just like the fossilized one. We've seen coming out of the water. So yeah we know that there's. Whatever this club belonged to, there's more of them. He goes out to a little raft, and he meets uh, David Reed, along with uh, Kay Lawrence. And I guess David and Kay have a little bit of a history together. But uh, yeah, they've just never been able to talk about why they couldn't go any further. So he shows them a picture of the uh, fossil, and believed to be a million years old. So, of course, they take interest in it. They go back to the Institute and, you well, know, another character named Dr. Williams are saying that it seems to be amphibian. They decide to set up a larger expedition. Back at the campsite, a bunch of these native workers are in their tents. And, well, we see something come out of the water. Well, we never really see it, but, of course, we get that hand. And, uh, Apparently, whatever this creature is ends up killing everybody. And so now the characters are making a way upstream. We get to the captain of the boat, Captain Lucas. And, uh, yeah, this guy is quite the character in this movie.
3: Yeah, he's a he's good personality.
4: Yeah, yeah, just talk about how dangerous all the life... Uh, wildlife around the Amazon River is. And man, Holly could think of the episode Metal Metal Locklips when they're on the Amazon. and Murderface ends up peeing into water and things swim up his pee stream. <laughs> <laughs> and that's always what I think of when things go to the Amazon. <laughs> and they arrive, and of course, they find everybody dead. So, of course, <laughs> one thing they think of, they jump Immediately too is a jaguar. Hey, as long as it's not from Jacksonville,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
4: apparently those kind of jaguars can't beat anybody. Okay, she's waying off in the distance. Well, we see creature's hand reaching up, trying to get her, but of course she's called away. And just in the nick of time,
3: well, the monster just just it just wants to get a little loving, you know. Right. He just he he wants to get you know. Is dick wet? No, no big
4: deal. <laughs> what the...
3: Uh,
4: kill man dick looks like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't I think mean, I want it,
1: though.
4: I mean, we see the creature in the full four, and I was like, has it got nothing down there? Uh, Yeah, so, uh, anyway... <laughs> Yeah, you know, they clean up the camp and work more on the on the site. But eight days, no other remains are found. So they figure that that has been washed away from a river bank, from downstream from a lagoon, the Black Lagoon. Hell, Captain Lucas explains that people have gone to the lagoon over the years, but never come back. And this is part where he kind of gives a little bit of a laugh when he talks about. Oh people never come back. Very helpful, Scott.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't know. You wanted me to uh reply. Yeah. Uh, don't don't go to the black again.
4: Yeah, well, they're on their way there and at this point Rita and Kay, they're having a romantic moment discussing you know, their plans to marry. And uh, well it's just at this point, well, I guess we're kind of gets a hint that uh, Reed and Williams have a little bit of a rivalry together, especially when it comes to Kay. You know, he's coming out showing off the spear gun to uh, Lucas you know, the whole time he's talking about it. You know, he's looking directly at Reed. He's like, yeah, that's right. I'm going to shove this thing far up your ass.
3: <laughs> yeah, keep messing with me, motherfucker.
4: You know, despite this tension, both of them Dive into the lagoon just to investigate the life forms. During the whole time they're down there, this is our first look at the creature, the gill man. I, I don't know. What do you call this more? The creature or gill man?
3: I was just calling it the creature. Yeah. I, for, I forgot he was called the gill man.
4: Like in uh, Monster Squad, when we get this monster, they call him gill man. But I guess uh, people are just so used to calling it creature. It was just because of the title of the movie and its sequels. Sequels to this movie? Oh, yeah. I, uh-huh. I, I was going to say this towards the end, but uh, remember in uh, Back to the Future 3, where they're uh, um, about to send Marty back to the Wild West, and he comes out. He's like, man, I feel like Clint Eastwood. Doc's like, who? And uh, Marty points to the poster and says, oh, yeah, that's right. You haven't heard of him. And the poster. The poster he pointed to was for Revenge of the Creature, the sequel to this movie, which actually happened to be Clint Eastwood's first movie. He actually just has a very small role in that movie. And so uh, they come back up and, uh, well, a little bit more of a argument between Reed and Williams about uh, Kay. And, uh, well, to relieve some tension, she decides she's going to go for a little swim and... Ooh, for a 1950s uh, one-piece bikini. And she actually looked pretty good in that shit.
3: <laughs> it's mine, right, bruh?
4: And while she's swimming, the creature catches sight of her and, you know, starts following her, mimicking her swimming moves. At one point, she's just bobbing right there, and the creature just grazes her leg. And, uh, well, she's not really freaked out, in fact. She's just like, uh, what the fuck was that? And decides to... Investigate it uh, That's a Brave woman Right there <laughs> This thing
3: just Touched me What was it
4: When uh, Captain Lucas Sees her in a wire And says She's going out Too far So the boat's Going to pick her up And just a little Tension moment here While the boat's Coming and So is the creature But she gets
3: Back in a boat Right in a nick of time I hate every Fucking The scenes Where you're You can get Grabbed from behind At any time or are always Like the worst.
4: Well, the uh, boat's being rocked because something's uh, been captured on a net, so they try to haul it in. Shasu discovers that it has a huge tear in it. And they're like, uh, so what the hell caused this? And so Williams goes back down and the hunt and, Well, the dive. Well, they they see the creature. They follow it, trying to shoot with the spear gun, and they end up hitting it. But uh, even though it's injured, uh, it somehow. Escapes from them. And alright, when they get back, well, well Lucas tells them about old. River, blah, 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 blah. If I <laughs> learn how to speak again. Everybody old,
3: has a mix up once in a while.
4: An old rivered legend about a gill man. Reed took some photos of the creature, but uh they look at, well, I've <laughs> seen all those photos. But around this time, the creature gets on the deck, a boat, and ends up uh, killing and dragging one of the crewman right down into the water, So Lucas, he has an idea about this native poison which makes fish come to the surface, so they spread it all around the lagoon, and well, a bunch of fish are floating up, but no sign of the creature, so maybe it's not getting down there, so they're creating some pellets to flush down, we get William the Reed right in the middle of the boat, just waiting and waiting, the creature ends up coming up unaffected right into the boat. Attacking, but uh, you know, he's uh, scared by the light of a lantern.
3: That's so we... two movies where the monster is afraid of fire, right? Yeah, that's a good point.
4: Never thought about it. I don't, I never know if uh, the wolfman was afraid of fire. You know, I, a long time since I've seen the mummy, I don't know if that guy was afraid of fire either. Uh, I would
3: probably think so,
4: and I don't think Dracula was. Anyway, so the monster ends up uh, getting off the boat and there's a little searchlight following him and this is where we get pretty cool shots of the monster just standing up in the water looking at him and roaring. Scary. So Reed and Williams end up following him and lead them right into a cave while they're searching for him. Well, uh, a okay, cave, he's like right next to a guy on the beach and, and the monster ends up coming up right to be behind them. And ends up killing one of these guys and about to capture her. But I guess uh, from uh, the wounds and the effects of the drugs, he ends up passing out. They end up putting him right in the little makeshift cage right near the boat. And while they're going off to the Florida cave, they leave him behind with this other guy, Dr. Thompson and Kay. This uh, cage, uh, they probably need to do a little better of a job at it because... Uh, creature ends up breaking from it Very easily hmm. well, at- they
3: didn't uh, Know the strength That that thing had either
4: I guess not Ends up attacking Thompson But uh, he ends up Almost about crushing his head But Thompson throws a lantern on him Set him on fire But uh, he jumps back into the water So yeah Thompson He ends up in a little bed With a major bandage all around it his head, And well, Williams, he wants to try and capture this creature, you know, for the sake of science. But everyone's like, man, four people are already dead. Let's just uh, get the hell out of here. And he's trying to argue with Lucas about it. But Lucas ends up pulling like big old ugly knife out on him. And like, yeah, we are leaving. Well, the boat's almost out of the lagoon, but it is blocked by a snag, which uh, everyone figures out the creature left. So, yeah, this creature is a little smarter than we think. Even tried Gosh. to, like, use a little uh, winch to, like, bring it out, but, of course, the creature ends up breaking it. Now, uh, it's Reed. He's, like, going to use the Aqualung to fix that, but him and uh, Williams ends up having a little bit of a clash, you know, a little bit of thunker punches, and <laughs> what I love about this fight scene right here is, like, all the guys are, like, pretty much falling on Dr. Thompson. You notice that?
1: <laughs>
3: yeah.
4: <laughs> Imagine Thompson's just, just like, uh, uh, you guys mind? I almost had my head crushed earlier today. Uh, trying to get some rest here.
3: My fucking head hurts,
4: man.
1: Leave me alone.
4: Reed ends up winning the fight, so he's going down, and while he's down there, he ends up being attacked by the creature, but Williams appears and trying to shoot him with a spear gun, and uh, once again, it hits him but loses him, and then the creature ends up finding Williams and attacking him. Well, Reed comes to the rescue, but uh, it's a little too late, as Williams is dead. Our next plan is to try to use the poison again, not to really kill the creature, but to distract him while they uh, try to clear the snag away. They get to attend, but of course uh, they almost think they, they stopped the creature, but, and the lagoon is cleared, but the monster ends up climbing on board again, ends up capturing Kay, and bringing him back to his little cave.
3: Son of a bitch.
4: God, I feel so bad for the actors right here, because I'm reading the IMDB trivia for this, and Well, you know, she's, like, has to lay there, act like she's passed out, and, well, the actor playing the creature, he couldn't see very well in the mask he was wearing, and, uh, ends up hitting her head on some of those rocks. I don't think they were real rocks, though, but it was still. (laughs) Well, Reed ends up following them into the cave and having a little altercation with the creature, and, and, again, creatures little stronger than we think ends up, like, lifting him right into the air. Almost thought he was going to do a little bit of a bane right there. I wonder what would break first. But two of the crew members end up coming and shooting the monster. And uh, he ends up retreating into the water, which we assume is where he dies, I guess. Until the sequels, of course. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's
4: where we roll credits on this. Scott, what do you think of this movie?
3: Uh, another movie, I think ahead of its time. Like uh, the the effects were really good. Like uh, you know, they, when they were shooting, you know, bullets into it, like in, on the costume, there was actually bullet holes with blood coming out of it. Like uh, that, you know, you had to really look for it, but it, it was it was there. It was pretty cool. Um, you know, it, quite an interesting story. Uh definitely think people should go try to see it because, uh you know, I kind of regret fucking waiting as long as I have to watch it. You know, it's 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 a classic. Yeah, it's uh, I uh, give it a pretty good.
4: Yeah, I'm gonna give it a pretty good too. And well, uh, oh, yeah, obviously I waited a little longer than you did to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Like, almost a decade. In fact, I actually think I saw The Revenge of the Creature first, because that was a movie that was featured on Mystery Science Theater 3000. <clears throat> it's just kind of weird, though. I will say that it's kind of lumped in with all the other universal monsters, because you just kind of got to admit, it just doesn't have quite the same atmosphere as
3: those movies do. Um, not really. But at the same time, you know, it's... You can see why it's a universal monster in itself. Yeah. But, I, I mean, it, it, granted, it was made a lot later than the other ones, too. So, yeah,
4: you know, maybe I, that has something to do with it, you know, but, you know, like it said, you know, the Dracula, Frankenstein, and Wolfman, they just have this sort of, like, gothic atmosphere to them. And, you know, you don't really feel that with this movie, but it's... Still pretty cool movie. I mean obviously he has the effect for the creature. It still looked pretty good. I mean, for nineteen fifties you could actually probably believe that was an actual monster. I mean it wasn't too fake looking.
3: No, it uh I mean it's it's hard because we with what we've seen from, you know, like today, you know. But uh, you know, you gotta think of it. It's back then. that looks like it, it you know that's like the realest thing that they could have seen back then
4: right yeah it's just that's so interesting sometimes you just kind of wish you could get into the mindset of the people who are seeing this for the first time when these movies premiered
3: yeah it's I think if we had a time machine and you could do anything you wanted I think you know obviously go back in time and go see movies in theaters for like opening night and see people's reactions yeah that'd be be like the number one thing to do yeah
4: like I was actually discussing that with my girlfriend the other day when we were watching Halloween just talking about the opening scene it's like man can you imagine just being somebody not knowing the POV of this person we're seeing right here talking this house is actually a six year old kid (laughs) yeah and then coming to find out oh it is this little six year old killed his sister what the fuck
3: Oh, this movie's messed up, man.
4: Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool little time capsule
3: these movies can be. Yeah, it's uh it's one of those where it's just like, if you haven't seen it, why haven't you? <laughs> right. I, I mean right. this is definitely one of the harder movies out there to find, so
4: Unless like no, it's nowhere to look. <laughs>
3: yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously for me I think it was just that, uh yeah, of course I think a lot of people go through this. That little stubborn period was like, oh, I can't watch older movies, man. And of course, I guess uh, as some of us get older, we're like, okay, maybe I can't watch these. Appreciate them for what they
3: are. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I've, i don't think I've ever gone through that phase. Like, yeah. you know, if somebody tells me, you know, hey, this is something good that's worth checking out. I mean, it, it may take me a long time, but I'll freaking yeah. I'll try to get to it.
4: I hey, you know, look, I mean, one of my favorite horror movies of all time is the original Night of the Living Dead, you know, which is late 60s movie. You know, I can watch that one every Halloween time. I guess that's really all I have to say about that one.
1: Yeah,
3: I am.
4: All right. Take a little break and talk about next time. Thanks. back so for our next episode we're going a little bit further in time but a little recently like maybe late 90s early 2000s for both of these flicks just a few kind of a supernatural flicks that i actually like to watch every october because i think they fit the season very well i'll be talking about a movie with kevin bacon which actually have yeah, a is-
3: but- <laughs> yeah, I'm Gavin Bacon.
4: <laughs> and actually, based on a story from Richard Matheson. So, yeah, going back to the Richard Matheson well after, like, what, a couple of months?
1: Uh, yeah.
3: Something like that.
4: Yeah. So, it's so a little movie called Stir of Echoes. What about you, Scott?
3: Uh, fuck. What was it called again?
4: <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> uh,. <laughs> I think Scott's a version to this movie.
3: I haven't seen either of these
4: movies. (laughs) So, what Scott will be doing is a movie with David Caruso from CSI. Like, right in between, like, his uh, NYPD Blue and CSI days. have an interesting movie called Session 9. And, uh, yeah, I'd be interested to see what Scott makes of it while running it down. It's, uh... It's definitely well, a movie I'll that's going to get in your head, uh, for sure. And in case any of you are wondering uh, if any of you want to play along, well, Stir of Echoes is on Netflix, and... uh Oh, wait, no, Session 9 is on Netflix, and Stir of Echoes is on Tubi. I mean, if you still have Netflix, I mean, if you're not one of those people that canceled it because of that uh fucking Cuties movie. Yeah.
3: I canceled it because they kept canceling all the fucking TV shows. <laughs> yeah. Sick of it. Uh, yeah, that's
4: our plan for next time. So I yeah, get
3: and it. then uh, I think uh, I think what we have planned for the episode after that uh, I think they're going to be pretty excited for too.
4: Right. Let's just give a little bit of a hint. It's something uh it's taking us too long to get back to. Uh
3: yeah, I don't know why it's taking fucking forever to get. Back to
4: it. <laughs> yeah, let's just but. say out of curiosity, I. I was looking through my current notebook, and it's just like, Oh well, it really has been a long time since we've gone back to this movie, or was it movies? Mm-hmm. Mm, <laughs> I got t v shows yeah, my <laughs> had a little slip right there. whoopsie
3: will
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: anywho contact us on holy at gmail dot com or on the Facebook group, yeah again I might drop the Twitter part because, hey, yeah, I know, don't really use Twitter too much these days, honestly.
3: You don't really need to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, Facebook group is where you can get us. Right. Or the email.
4: Yep, yeah, I guess really all I could say. So, hey, until Stir of Echoes It's session 9. Peace out. Later, fuckers.
5: Open your eyes I've never known Trust like the nine Let it be spoken Let it be screamed